Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and today it's the first step in the process of learning manifestation. And uh, this is such an important thing. So I would like to start off with a little bit of backstory. The backstory to this uh, podcast and to the, everything you're doing in the 30 day challenge <clears throat> is that we want to cause the world around us to be different than what it was. All of us have a picture of what we want. Uh, and that picture of what we want is not frozen in ice. It's not frozen in time. It's not chipped into the side of any pyramid anywhere in the universe. It's in your mind. Wow. It's in your mind. And the part of your mind that it resides in is called the heart. Now, it's not the thing in the middle of your chest that pumps blood. No, 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 no. It's the, it's the level of your language that says <clears throat> want to. So the, the level of the mind that we call the human heart is the word want to. I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. It's not love to and it's not got to, it's want to. That's what we say, live from your heart. And what it means is halfway between heaven, call that love to, and hell, call that got to. And that's the entirety of every single religious book on this planet summarized down into what is Jesus want to, the metaphor of Jesus, the story, the mythology of Buddha, the mythology of Moses, it all comes down to want to. And so we have as above, which means uh, love, unconditional love. And if you go to love to, the thing might be that you could sit on your ass uh, on a cushion, put your finger up your bum and live happily ever after in a state of unconditional love. You wouldn't eat, you wouldn't need to poop because there's nothing coming out. You wouldn't exercise, you'd just breathe and the world would go around you with terrorism and nuclear bombs and you'd sit there going, I love it all. Unconditional love is above and it's the place from which messages and guidance and it's a place from which truth and human nature emanates. It's the, it's the, it's the source of intelligence, wisdom. Below it is got to. Carrots, potatoes, uh, fish, things you eat, shit, uh, uh, great sex, orgasms, uh, dollars, currency, gold, uh, bricks and mortar, wealth, the number of children you have, the size of job you've got, are the got-tos. And so anything you can touch and grab hold of and say, this is mine, it's all mine, <laughs> that's got-to. And between got-to and want-to, there's a whole lot of segments or phases that you go through saying, this is what I've got to have, I've got to have a house, you should save for it, that means you need to have a good job, to get what? What I want. On the same token, you go, well, what do I want? What, what really do I want? And that's when you go to above, 
you go into a state of unconditional love to and you go, if I couldn't fail, what would I love to have? And you're not asking yourself the question. The big mistake of a vision or a person sitting around going, what do I want? Is they ask themselves the question. And that's like doing heart surgery or uh, it's like having on yourself, heart surgery on yourself, or it's equivalent to having an orgasm before sex. It's kind of like getting it upside down. So when we say, what would I what if I couldn't fail, what would I love to do? You're not asking you. Because you're the dum-dum in the middle. You're the heart. And you're asking for something to, bigger than you to tell you what to do. Now that is not necessarily a God. It's not necessarily a being. We are connected by ever-expanding onion rings out and out and bigger and bigger until we encapsulate the world, we encapsulate the universe. We, we, we are on the level of above. We are ever-increasingly big. And so the visualization of being big, of the universe, of the sky, of the, of the stars, of the planets, the visualization of that gives you just how big you can be when you go into the question, what would I love to do? What would you love to do? What would I love to do? Because you're not asking yourself. Yourself is stuck in a body and the body screams loud. When we say inspiration is when the inner voice speaks louder than the outer voices, it's quite funny because the outer voice becomes physiologically limited to the, to the body and the mind. So these things have knowledge, egos, identity, physiology, the body seeks pleasure, avoids pain. It's got no choice. If it doesn't do that, you're going to die of car going to run over you. And if your mind is not wanting to be right all the time, it doesn't function either. You'll get mental health problems. So we understand the necessity for, the, for everything below want to, to scream loud and become what's called the outer voices. Other people's opinion because we only seek other people's opinion to reinforce our own, which means give pleasure. So the body's seeking always pleasure, which is a dumb thing because every pleasure has a pain attached. So when it comes to where am I going? What's my vision? What's my dream? Which keeps us alive and young and vital and relevant in the world. When it comes to answering that question, we best not to ask our body, what does it feel good? What do you, what, what do you want? What, do you have, what, what pleasures do you want to seek? What, uh, what should and shouldn't I do? We're very unwise to ask the body and the mind these questions because all it will do is repeat the bruises and the scars and the uh, scar tissue and the fragments and the problems that have created it. Your body is a construction of your pleasures and pains and running away from pain, which might be like jumping off a high-story building with a parachute and the fears that you have this has constructed you, your mind and your body. It's very unwise to ask that uh, uh, entity, what would I love to do? Because it just will repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And if you've got challenges and stresses and uh, issues with other people, this all comes from a locked in, the locked in syndrome, um, the butterfly effect. There's a, there's a book about it, a guy who gets uh, locked in to his body. The only thing he can move is his eyeballs. This is a great book. And that's kind of like what all people are. 
what kind of like what all people are locked in to their identity locked into their ego locked into their wanting to be right righteousness locked into their uh, body which is seeking pleasure avoiding pain they're locked in and that's fine because it creates a sense of how do I get up out of bed I put my leg down I put on a sock I put on a shoe we even have a, a funny exercise we ask people to do is tomorrow morning when you put on your shoes put the other one on first see how it feels it feels so unusual and that just reveals how patterned how uh, habitual we become and locked in to the repetitive patterns of our lower consciousness it has to be there because without a body you don't you're not here without a mind you're not here but when you ask that thing what do I want it will give you the dumbest question it'll answer it will give you what it's already got what it already wants and what it already wants is belonging to all the bruises and wounds and scar tissue that created it so in order to evolve you have to go to an entity bigger than want bigger than your heart you have to go to love and love this love is not kissy kissy fucky fucky uh wanty wanty uh, controlly, controlly, miney, miney, this is me, oh, my identity, my ego, look how good I am, look how good I'll be if I get that thing. No, 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 no. This love to is unconditional love to. So you've got to get to get into that space, you've got to find stillness. And that stillness only occurs, only occurs between sun, between wake, waking up and sunrise. You can only find that stillness in that period of time. Any other time of the day, you cannot find stillness because your mind is already in control. Your body is already in control. Oh, I need a piss. Oh, I'd love to have sex. Oh, I need a uh, crap. Oh, I need a coffee. Oh, 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 what do I think? So once the sun comes up and you open your eyes, the day has begun. The lower mind got to, should, need to, want to, has asserted itself. And so when we talk about this question, what would I love to be, do and have in my life? It's really wise to get up before the sun comes up, go for a little stroll in the garden and just shut up. We call it catching a feather. You walk around with your hand open, palm up, and you just go, let it come. If it doesn't come, it's okay. It's just that my lower mind is kicked in too quickly and my lower mind is the, the outer voices have started. My inner voice didn't get a chance to have a go before because I started bloody worrying and thinking and planning and extrapolating and trying to get pleasure and, and worrying about how much money I'm going to earn, how many people I'm going to know and all these things. We start, we start engaging. So between the disengagement from the no world, which is called sleep, and the engagement of the known world, there is a little space. It's, and this space is priceless and precious. It's revered in all uh, uh, indigenous cultures around the planet. The, the, the time between wake and sunrise. To capture that time, you need to have everything prepared the night before so that when, you, when your eyes open to the softness of a gentle alarm, not a harsh alarm, because that triggers your mind into action and breaks the depth of sleep, what you need is one of those lights that you get from Philips, which is a, called, I think called a moonlight. And it slowly, slowly comes on and it chooses the right rhythm or a right time. It's, 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 um, 
It's how you don't disrupt deep sleep, how you come out of sleep really slowly. And sometime between the light starting to come on in a very dark room and the light being fully on, you ch your body, mind, your love to chooses to open its eyes. You stay silent. You can't talk in this period. As soon as you speak, lower mind. You get off the bed, you go to the bathroom, you stay silent and you try to sort of stay asleep. So you've got to make sure there's no kids toys or, or yesterday's underpants on the floor or whatever you've done the night before. You walk into the kitchen if you need to, you might grab a cup of tea or a coffee, but you're doing it all, it's all been prepped. And so then you just walk out into the garden, you take your phone with you and you just sit there really, really quiet. You avoid emails, you avoid text messages, you sit there really, really, or you walk around the garden in what we've called the gratitude walk. And in that gratitude walk, you, are, you can't be exposed to danger like a biting dog or a mosquito or something like that because it's going to bring you awake. And what you're trying to do is just live in the no land, which is high consciousness. The love to space is the no land. It's dematerialized. It's the spiritual environment, which goes away as soon as you start to activate for the day. So this is the beginning of what's called manifestation because what you're asking for is not to manifest what you've already got because guess what it's already manifested you've already got either a relationship or not or kids or not or or you've already got what what you've got what we what we're asking in this process is what do i want and if your answer is more of the same you've talked to your lower mind <laughs> You've talked to your material self. So we're asking, what would I, if I couldn't fail, what would I love to be, do and have? And that is asking for the universe or the mind outside of your mind or your the nature or God or whatever you want to label this thing as that's bigger than you, the infinity. You're asking it to give you a message. Now, Here's, here's what the homework is for the day. I want you to get a bunch of magazines, sit down on the floor with a, some glue and a pair of scissors. You'll sit down on a table with glue and a pair of scissors. And I want you to create a dream board. Now, here's what a dream board does. It only takes about half an hour. You can do it off the internet if you really want. But the trouble is, with using the, the internet is you go looking for a picture that matches what you already think. And that is really asking the lower mind to say, I want more of what I already want to be more of. You're not, you're not being creative. You're not being inspired. The reason a magazine is cool because you can flick through it and suddenly there's a picture jumps off of a fancy wash, a, a, a watch, a Bretling watch or a, something, or a Maserati. And, and what it says to you is, I'd love to have what that represents. So we're not looking for pictures of things, we're looking of representations, things that trigger an inspiration. And those things will be brought from the page to you, not you to the page, it's catching a feather. And what we wanna do is just cut out or tear out, I do it in uh, doctor surgeries all the time, when I flick through the magazines, I'll find a page and quietly rip it out uh, because it jumps off the page into me and says this represents something. I saw 
the other day I was in a, in, in, a, in a dentist surgery and I opened the page and it was the view from the stage of a concert. I think the Rolling Stones concert where there was like half a million people in the, in the audience. And I, I just saw this and went, oh my God, that just jumped out at me. Not because I want to stand on stage and do rock and roll with half a million people. What, it's because I do want to influence and entertain and engage half a million people all at one time. It's, it was an inspiration to me. And so it doesn't necessarily represent me standing on stage doing that. It, it, it triggers in me, it triggered in me an inspiration. Something I don't already have. I've got 500,000 or 400 and something thousand people currently follow me around the world and follow this work of inner wealth. But I, 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 I have, uh, let's say, it's time to expand the bubble and the, and the trigger for it was this picture from a magazine. Oh, shit. Let's go for a million followers. Really make an impact, a bigger impact. And that's just not more, it's not more followers. What it is, is that's a whole new genre of, of work. It's a whole new genre of delivery because coaching, I can't do that. Speaking, I can't do that. Podcast, I can't do that. I need another genre of, oh, wow. And I go, how will I do that? And that's a great question. Because that proves, if I don't know how, it proves that it's an inspiration. But if I know how, it's just the lower mind saying more, 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 more of the same. Use the same wounds and the same bruises and the same scar tissue to create more of what you already got. And that's what creates boredom. And boredom is one of the most horrible experiences of life. So the homework is to get a bunch of magazines, I would suggest, from an op shop or wherever. Don't, don't buy a new, for goodness sake, and make more uh, rubbish. But if you can, get some from an op shop or a friend or a neighbor or something like that and open them up and rip and tear and shred. And then draw a, uh, use your high mind early in the morning to get a concept of what you would love to be, do and have if you couldn't fail. So here's the magic trick. And uh, this podcast ends here and this is your homework finished. All you'll do, get a sheet of paper, I would say a big one, uh, a flip chart, something that you can roll up and put away for now. Grab some uh, sticky tape or staples or glue or whatever it is. Rip some sheets out of the magazine. Just be random. Just let them come to you. Don't come to them. And put them on a, on a, on a board. And here's, the, here's going to be the rub. In Tibet, uh, in Bhutan, a big pardon. In Bhutan, there is a place called the Tiger Temple. And I want you to look that up on the internet, on Google. The Tiger Temple in Bhutan and then look up the mythical story of the creation of the Tiger Temple. And ask, what did Bhutanese people really believe? That How did this freaking unbelievable piece of architecture get built in a time when they, uh, the, the damn thing burnt down in this, I think the 70s, and they couldn't rebuild it with modern technology in the 80s. They couldn't rebuild it. So, they still to this day have no idea how it was constructed, but the Bhutanese people explain it. There was a tiger, it flew through the sky from Tibet, it landed and it built the temple. Read about it. So what we're going to imagine with your dream board is there's a tiger from t Tibet, 
and it's called Chris, and he's going to fly into your room, and he's going to say, what is this person, what is this person's dream they want to manifest into the future? Not more of, because they've already got it, nothing's missing, just changes in form. I could say you've already got it, fuck off. I'm going to say, what's this person want to manifest in the future? And I'm going to look at your dream board. I can't understand any English, so therefore uh, you can't tell me. And I can't read your mind, and therefore I can't see it in, the, in your mind's eye. It has to come onto a sheet of paper. When I look at it, and you've got a picture of grandma in a wheelchair, and business office, and you've got a picture of the kids partying, and you've got a picture of a beach, I go, what the fuck? How can I give you all those things? They're all dissonant. You can't be on a beach and in an office and have grandma in a wheelchair all at once. I'm going to need to know, be able to work out what in the heck is the difference between what you want to feel, what you want to do, and what you want to have. And I'm going to look at it and go, what's most important? What's the least important? So I can give you it in the level of hierarchy. I'm, I'm, let's just say I'm the tiger. And I'm going to manifest for you what you ask for. But until you ask for it with absolute uh, clarity on this dream board, I have no idea of understanding what it is. Because it's in your head or in English or in the language you speak as your mother tongue. The one thing I can do, however, is read notes. So if your dream board has a set of notes written beside it, this is what I want to be, do and have in each of the seven areas of life, I might be able to translate some of that across into the picture. And that's your homework. See if you can talk to the magic dragon, Puff the magic dragon, Chris from Tibet, who's going to come in, look at your dream board and go, I'll build it for you. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.